0: Bloody
1: awesome. Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome! Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast Spoiler Minisode or Bullet Train. Note the word, Spoiler Minisode. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watched Tonight, and joining me here, as ever, from across the pond, he's a station to my Kingsman, John Burke from Burke Reviews. How are you, sir? I am doing quite well, sir. How are you doing? I am. uh, I'm doing really well, my friend. I don't feel like I've been hit by a speeding train, and I'm ready to talk about Bullet Train. We dropped our non-spoiler review last week, and we were both pretty pretty high on the film. At least we were up on the film. Uh, We both thought it was an entertaining action comedy, and it probably deserved higher than the Mini bashing it seems to be getting by critics online, but uh, let's do it. This is a film we—it's not hard to talk about on a non-spoiler reaction, but it is much, it's much easier now to get into this with spoilers because we can get into the twist, we can get into who the characters were, their motivations, and of course the cameos. From so, uh let's do it. What's you know what's one of the things that stood out in a spoilerific sense for you then?
0: I want to start with the spoiler. So the whole movie is teasing the villain, right? The, um, white, death. uh, wh- white death. I was like, I knew it was white. Something I can't think of it. It's like a Russian guy who's taken over like a, the, a, a triad. Um, yeah. and, uh, he's, he's always shown in a mask, right? Like a samurai mask type thing. And, um, you're, I'm just waiting, 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 waiting for this reveal. Like, who is it? It's gotta be a big name actor, right? Like they can't hype up. A reveal for it to just be like a nobody and then he takes off his mask and I'm looking I'm like I don't know who that is oh, I'm looking at this guy I'm looking and then it, the camera goes like to a low angle and I can now like because there's there's a lot of hair right a lot of long hair yeah. and when it cuts to the low angle I'm like holy crap is that Michael Shannon and then <laughs> I'm like no it's Michael Shannon and I was so thrown I had no idea he was in this movie love him so much anyways but I thought he was great in this I th- it, the twist to me, it was a twist. I was just like, oh, cool. It's Michael Shannon. Um, major cameo for me. I didn't, again, I'd seen the the masked figure. And again, I was like, it's got to be someone big, but who is it? And I did no research ahead of time. And again, I was thrown for a second. This is a guy I've seen so many times too. And still like it was the way they, the initial shot. I'm like, I don't know who this old guy is. And then it cut down was like, oh my God, there's that profile. I'm so familiar with. There he is. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was great. What, what about, did it? surprise you what was the, your reaction
1: it definitely surprised me because like you are know, expecting a a name or at least a recognizable face but when it's michael shannon because it's the hair like the, the hair threw me but I, I, it took me yeah i pretty much immediately maybe a second i was like damn that's michael shannon i can't wait to hear what his accent and hey it's a it's a fun russian accent i i loved having michael shannon as the big bad pl- almost playing into his well, his persona is on screen persona. Mostly he's always known for these. There's, there's always like a silent menace about Michael Shannon. Anyway, alongside the fact that he's a damn good actor. So I, I like that. I was, I thought that was pretty cool. Added that kind of gravitas to the ending of the film and throw it in, throw in some of the other cameos. We got, we'll see the first, unless I'm really uh, forgetting one. The first kind of big cameo was a train passenger who happened to look a bit like Channing Tatum. Uh, yeah. I- that was fun. I love, I love that he is. He's
0: done this many, many times. Um, I got to assume that because the other, the other big cameo, who's like not just a, a throwaway cameo, is Sandra Bullock, um, who is in the entirety of the film, but only by voice and the trailer
1: um, as well. And the and she was on social media, the Bullet Train account. Yes. That was who I was getting at in my, in the non spoiler. That mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I heard the voice. I'm pretty sure I would have pieced it together, but I kind of wish they'd save that for an, yeah. an, in, an on-screen cameo where they just you know, <laughs> you know when the film's out you know then have a bit of let, let's talk about sandy b but i wish they kind of kept that one a bit of secret as well
0: i got to assume though that shannon tatum and sandy both being in this movie is got to be connected to the lost city right like that maybe they were I think I think uh filming a yeah. similar similar location or something or she brought channing in one day like i just because he's only in like the one scene and it's so funny i thought that was great i thought his you know him being kind of interested in brad pitt and then also aaron taylor johnson was really funny um i I thought that really really worked uh in the best way um not surprising david leach brought ryan reynolds in uh for literally (laughs) like a i think it's even like a freeze frame almost right like he like walks for two steps and then takes the motorcycle helmet off um but uh, th- but his character, Ryan Reynolds' character, major plot implications because he is Shoot. the assassin who's supposed to be on the train but got a stomach thing, so Brad Pitt is like <laughs> the substitute. Um, and White Death, everybody else that's there is there because they have screwed White Death over in some capacity that he blames them for his wife's death, yep. except for Joey King as the prince who is there to kill him. And it's and- his
1: daughter as well.
0: It's his daughter. Yeah, but she uh, – it's he seems surprised by her being there where, like, yeah, everyone else absolutely. is there because he has set it up um, except for Brad Pitt. He's there because he's subbing in for the person who's supposed to be there who actually killed uh, his wife. Uh, Carver yes. is the name. So, yeah. like, that, those twists, um, I really enjoyed that kind of twisty-turny, how they're all connected. We get vibes that they're definitely connected earlier um but not how they're connected because you get zazzy beats as the hornet um bad bunny was uh involved with that like it's all twists and turns and, and wildness um and i i found all of that to be super compelling and fun um not necessarily like it's not a uh it in the sense that we're yeah, not really right. trying to solve it but it is like it's there and i i found that compelling
1: yeah it's not it's, not a, it's it's a mystery in the sense that at the end of the film, they kind of unravel it in that. But whilst watching it, I wasn't kind of thinking, oh, how are these guys connected? It's more of, I'm having fun watching this. And the film let you know the connections when they wanted to. So Ladybug, Brad Pitt's character, we knew that he'd had a, a run in previously with Lemon and Tangerine, Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, because you know, they explicitly say, and show us. They show... Um, yeah lemon shooting brad pitt twice and there's a bit of comedy about that so we know that you know as assassins you know they've got some kind of history and then you know it slowly unravels later on during the film about the rest of them but um i uh, the action in this film i thought was good we mentioned that on the non-spoiler and we kind of like skipped around a lot of it but i thought yeah it, it's that kind of classic Deadpool, anatomic blonde esque style stylized fighting with, you know, it was very gratuitous if you want to look at it that way. But it didn't, oh, it didn't necessarily feel like it was there for shock value. It was yeah. this is just a style. This is just how this director just shoots his action, and I, I liked it. I think um, obviously it gets bigger and bigger towards the end when we are leading up to the final the final fight, which we believe is going to be the Elder, played by Hiroyuki Sanada, who's great. Uh, versus the white death. And it ends up kind of being well, everyone against the white death who's left on the train anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought the action in this film was good. I liked a lot of the comedy, which stemmed from tangerine and lemon. I was worried earlier on that, it, that that stick was going to get old, but it didn't actually, it worked quite well and the fact that they, they wove in some, they've wove in some emotion into it, you know, they, yeah, it's I the about the, same, the man. Yeah you know, they the joke about them being brothers and it turns out that, you know, these these guys were there from as kids, you know, they were watching soccer together, football together and you know, they really were brothers and they've mm-hmm. been through it all together and you know, we have a well, it's not, well it is a fake out death and then you know, a real death and we see how yeah. both of them react to the loss of the other, except it, one is more permanent.
0: One of the things though with the fake out death, because that is something I often complain about with movies, but they do this right. Because it's there's a uh, gu- there's a lot of Chekhov gun type moments yeah. in this film where like something is referenced and it comes back into play early on. Aaron Taylor Johnson's tangerine says, "Where's your bulletproof vest?" He, and Lemon kind of like, it. "Yeah, he shrugs it off. Like, what are you talking about? Will they just shoot me in the head?" But then when we see him shot, we know he's asleep because we we know again another Chekhov gun, the sleeping like pill thing. Uh, we know that he's drank the sleeping water and that he's not like because he had the bulletproof vest he's not dead but like it all makes sense and like so the fake out death if you were watching the movie i was anticipating it being a fake out death because of that bulletproof like why would he say that if it's not going to come back into play standard script writing so i i in this case thought it was really good dramatic tension and that it's not a total fake out because it's a flip we watched tangerine mourn the loss of lemon and kind of willing to sacrifice himself because he thinks he lost his brother and then Lemon waking up and having to realize that Tangerine is gone and then, you know, getting his revenge with the the appropriate Tangerine truck. You know, there's a lot of karma, um, a lot of like that fate uh, element built into this, which I found really compelling. And again, um, Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug, thinks that... Um, he has bad luck and Prince many times keeps talking about how she has the best luck. Like things just work out for her. And we see that on both sides. And by the end we see it flip and uh, there's a message there. It's not super deep. I don't know if I fully understand exactly what Leech is saying, but that again is that throwaway line. I mentioned where he, they say action movies need to have a point. The movies need to have a, a lesson to learn. And there is something here because you know, ladybug thinks he's cursed essentially, And he definitely seems to be like things go wrong a lot, Uh, but in comedic ways, like the scene where they make Tangerine step out of the train to prove that he's uh, still there. And Brad (laughs) Pitt's—that that is so funny to me. Like that interaction is hilarious. Uh, There's so many little throwaway gags that I thought was hilarious
1: it's yeah exactly it's so daft but it it works because brad pitt can sell that stupid comedy when he just slaps the the briefcase the combination it just opens it's just underwear and stuff and it's even now i'm thinking it shouldn't be funny but it's the way it's framed and the way that they sell it is is so well done um yeah the there's there's plenty of moments like that like the scene where ladybug is fighting against i think it is bad bunny's character I um, know it's not. It's uh, it's the wolf. I think it is the assassin um, Benito Ocasio's character. When the wolf he dies because he throws the knife at Brad Pitt, who just you know, instinctively lifts up the briefcase which he's been instructed to steal, and the knife just ricochets back against the wolf and just kills him in the most ridiculous way. Um, there's lots of stuff like that, um, and the way the hornet goes out as well. How yeah. you know, we oh. we kind of we kind of get that <gasps> moment where the the venom you know this deadly yeah. venom stabs uh, it falls in brad pitt's hand and there were a few people in my screening who did go oh, because they thought yeah. that was it and yeah. um and then brad pitt that hits was... her with it and he takes you so enemy. smart right yes he like, takes the antidote and it works later on in the film as well thankfully yeah like when the
0: snake comes back into play
1: again yeah. there's a lot of checkoff guns in
0: this movie like oh but everything pays off because even uh, Hornet is the, the the mascot of that weird like uh, it's kind of like a Pikachu vibe like anime figure, but like early we see these interactions with this thing in the suit and then we understand why later on that it, it's it's the hornets as he beats. Um, those little those little things man they, they like in a, in a lesser movie those are throwaway things and I feel like that's where this movie's not getting enough credit. like is it obvious at times? Sure. But it's innovative, it's creative, and it's it's it makes for fun because there's nothing in the film that is a throwaway. Um, everything comes back in a, in an either fun or purposeful way that I thought was great. Like again. I don't think this is like a brilliant, like oh my god, this movie is uh, mind-boggling. But I do think it's like, no, this movie's really well constructed. It's like a good joke. There's a setup, and then there's a payoff, and I like that in a comedy. Like I need that. If you're gonna take the time to have this thing over here, I need to. I need to know why we spent time with it, and it always felt very gratifying to me and yeah i do see the guy Ritchie comparison but it's like the good guy Ritchie, which we haven't yeah. been getting so it's like good let's if people want to watch snatch or want to watch um uh lock stock to lock stock and two smoking barrels whatever it's called um and then try to like do their version of it cool i'm not upset at that because i like those movies and that's it's definitely got a little bit of that in this for sure but then it has the leech stuff in it, you know, like the really innovative CG action sequence when the train wrecks and Brad Pitt, like, like Ruth Goldberg machine through the train and like survives by luck. <laughs> it's a, that's a payoff to the whole story about him having bad luck. Cause he yeah, shouldn't have luck. survived that. And he does, you know, and it's wild.
1: Yeah. Um, I, 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 the more I think about it, the more you say that you're right. If the things which kind of feel like what they're, they're adding, something on top of something like, like the snake um the bulletproof vest and the water and everything else they're adding these um beats into play but they do all pay off in some way shape or form whether they're as big or satisfying as people hope like with the snake for example then it doesn't matter the fact is they set something up and it pays off down the line for a kind of gotcha moment where we think the snake's got brad pitt at the end and we think when then we remember Oh no, he took the anti venom. He's he should be fine. Um, yeah, I don't always need my films to be um, deep and layered, but I do want if, if they're not going to be if they're not going to be that, I, I at least want it to be fun. If that's what we're going for, and this film is, it's it's not a film which I kind of went into expecting to take an awful lot out of. Other than I'm going to get a lot of fun for two hours in. I do think the film is still overly long. By a few minutes I just think they could have you know cut it down a little bit because it felt longer than two hours to me and I don't know why that is I do think that's tonally or the pace certainly is sometimes a bit all over the place how it goes from frenetic action to the flashbacks which I enjoyed but then in the third act we you know it it just sort of just stops it take, it, you have these moments of the characters and then we have the, the face off it just kind of takes on a different tone completely you know, which I can get behind because I enjoyed the rest of the film, but, uh, I'd be, I, I would regret it if I didn't at least bring it up on, on the show here. But, uh, this film was originally supposed to be directed by Antoine Fuqua, who, yeah, who would have done the film exactly how I wouldn't have wanted it. It was going to be yeah. a violent R rated action thriller, like die hard. This film, I don't care what the book is like this film doesn't work in that sense. If you wanted to stand out from every other film like this and the ones that Fuqua himself has made, I think this film needed the comedy. It needed the laughs and it, it, you know, there's plenty of action and a little bit of emotion chucked in there as well. You know, there it's is some just, real emotion. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, they don't, it's it's not pouring from every scene, but when it needs to be there, it's done well. And I appreciated that. It's not just leech going ham on the train, though. A lot of it is that, but there are more. There are other things weaved in which actually elevate this film more than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I thought the performances were good, John. I thought the use of music as well, like the J-pop influenced music. The I thought the needle drops yeah. were good. Um Still, there wasn't really not. I didn't like John. John, really, I'm mean, genuinely. I know I've said that before, but there wasn't. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, speaking of the music, real quick to wrap us up, I think um, one of the friends of ours that were with us at the screening um, after the movie was. Uh, telling us that he thought A song from um, Inside Luland Davis Was covered in that J-pop style And uh, I'm trying to pull up Because he sent us the link uh, The song from Inside Luland Davis is 500 Miles yeah. And um, I am pretty sure he's correct uh, I haven't been able to verify it But um, the lyrics of the song is about A train and uh, he, They use it um, When Tangerine's is seeing Lemon dead like when he thinks he's dead and uh, i want to confirm that but like it's wild because that song was written for inside Luland davis so for it like to get repurposed into this movie is is pretty cool right like a fictional artist song was re repurposed and uh, appropriately used because we haven't mentioned this but i think the last thing we have to mention i love the whole thomas the train the thomas the Trank, sorry thomas the tank engine stuff that lemon is obsessed with i thought that the payoff for that too that she's a diesel and like that he stuck the diesel sticker on her it's before she sticker. shot it so great i loved all of that
1: like you said there, there was a moment again during it, i thought is this stroke gonna get old that was for a lot of this film i kind of felt like i was on a little bit of a balancing act where i was worried that this their stick tangerine lemon would wear off or would the thomas stuff wear off wear off or would the the uh, you know, the abundance of over action wear off. You know none of it actually did. I I enjoyed all of it, and especially yeah, the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. Uh, me and Brian Tyree, we get on. I used to love Thomas as a kid, but it, it that was so cool. And seeing you know the diesel sticker on the Prince's back, Joey King's back, but then also when he's saying goodbye to Tangerine, you know, saying goodbye to his brother, he gives him you know the Thomas sticker, puts it in his hand, and it's it's a really nice payoff to what could have been a throwaway or a bit of a daft running gag but it mm-hmm. pays like you said about so many other things the payoff is worth it
0: that's how i feel man like the, they did a great job with the setup and payoff and that you know again i appreciate it it's i understand why other people might not think so or think it's it's cheesy or it's so obvious to like if you say this you're going to use it late but I appreciate, like, the that type of thing. And there's a few that I think are red herrings, but when you weave those in, it becomes this, like, you're, like, paying so much attention to detail because you know anything that's brought up could come back in a way later on, so you want to be there for it. At least that's how I was into this, so. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and I that's got gonna nothing eat. else, bud.
1: Yeah. yeah, I just realized it's me hosting this week, and I was totally thrown off. That's the unprofessionalism of the British over here. But, yeah, no, I've got nothing else to add. It was, I enjoyed this. It was a good film. I just wish they'd pushed it a little bit more in terms of marketing the film rather than, you know, who was in it when maybe they could should have saved that for film. But uh, that is our spoiler review then of Bullet Train. Go check it out. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this film, and you can tell us what you thought about this film by following us, on social media on twitter you'll find us at BAMP underscore podcast b-a-m-p underscore podcast where can i find us on instagram john
0: we are at bloody awesome movie pod
1: uh, we're on facebook bloody awesome movie podcast as well you can find me online at what i watch and across all the socials just search what i watch tonight you'll find me there and letterbox too. and yourself jb I am at burgerviews.com
0: and at burgerviews on all the social media platforms.
1: Go follow JB. We also, we like five stars. So wherever you're listening to this, just drop us five stars, a few good words. That would be really, really kind. And we'd be forever indebted to you in a cinematic way, of course. But thank you guys for listening. With that, as always, stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies. Blah, 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 blah.